As you know, it's important to me that the supplements I recommend and use are of the highest quality. That's why I stocked the Protocol for Life Balance product line at my online dispensary, drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. Protocol for Life Balance offers a wide range of professional grade products using ingredients backed by strong scientific research. Among them, several stand out for their cardio health support, cardio triplex, clinical cardio six, natokinase, and ubiquinol. Each of these products takes its own unique approach to cellular energy production, maintaining normal blood fluidity, healthy immune response to normal biological stress, and maintaining blood pressure already within the healthy range. They're available from healthcare practitioners, and they're available to you at drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. That's drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance for more information and to order. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. It's part two of our weekly Q&A, this one for August 2nd. Mm-hmm. And which we'll probably post uh, on the third or the fourth. With me today, Layla Mutin, who is our resident nutritionist. And the way to get questions to us is via questions at drhoffman.net. Uh, this being New York, you may hear some uh, sirens in the background as. <laughs> yep. <laughs> As we hear them from the 14th floor office, uh, even though we're on Madison Avenue, high atop a building on uh, Madison Avenue, uh, it's uh, you're going to hear these urban sounds from time to time. Yep, and that provides uh, some realism. Yes, to our broadcast. So, hey, by the way, eight seven 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 two six eight two five five is our number on weekends, mm-hmm. and we need uh, people to call the program and participate. We welcome your questions. We welcome your comments. 877-726-8255. And you can record a question anytime you like. You don't have to just uh, call in during the program. I mean, I see called in live 12 to 2 Eastern Time on a Saturday. But you can record a question anytime you like. Okay, so let's get to questions. There's an interesting one coming up, right? Yes, yes. Uh, this is from Chris. Hi, Dr. Hoffman. My friend who otherwise is in good shape, good health, weight, all of that stuff, began to have stomach issues a couple of months back. She said she began having stomach pains and throwing up after a few alcoholic drinks. I, I want to stop right there and say don't do not do that. <laughs> she's in good health well, and she's normal. Everything's yeah, fine. But everything's fine, but she drinks and she throws up. Her doctor advised her to stay away from alcohol. No. <laughs> Come Coffee. on, that's no fun. Let's get a second opinion I on know, that. I know, I know. Her doctor advised her to stay away from alcohol, coffee, and acidic foods as chocolate does seem to also aggravate yeah, can. her can. stomach. So now she takes antacids, which helps to relieve her symptoms uh, when they flare. Although the antacids do work temporarily, I challenge that solution as I've heard you caution that sometimes these may relieve symptoms, but lowering acidity in our stomach isn't necessarily healthy or good for digestion. Chris, that's true. Related, but perhaps separate. She also has low blood pressure, I suggested non-deglycerizated licorice, as regular licorice raises blood pressure, but the DGL will soothe stomach issues. Well, if you drink enough alcohol, it will raise your blood pressure. That's true. (laughs) 
And you might get a stroke. And you might have a stroke. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Chris says, I'll be listening always. Okay. Well, Chris, thank you for uh, adding uh, a note of levity to our program yeah. today. But, you know, the obvious solution for somebody who has nausea and vomiting with alcohol is to avoid alcohol. Absolutely. And so, typically, when somebody has gastritis, yeah. uh, alcohol is not good for gastritis because right. it strips away the protective lining uh, of the intestine. And, you know, I could tell, I mean, certain alcohols burn as yes. they go down. And, uh, you know, if you have a gastritis or an ulcer, uh, alcohol is one of the worst things you can take Absolutely. In. So, um, you know, I mean, I don't know where this is headed. I mean, hopefully she'll get resolution with a diet and she can take DGL. Yes. Uh, the glycerizated licorice. But, you know, yes. you, licorice will provide some protection and will raise blood pressure. But I don't know if you want to raise blood pressure in this case. I think it's fine to have relatively low blood pressure unless you're weak and dizzy all the time. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah, let's see how this pans out. And if she doesn't get relief from this, these simple measures... Maybe she needs a look see. see she needs an on. endoscopy. Maybe she does. Yeah. But you know, before an endoscopy, which is invasive and expensive, sometimes they do a trial, a short trial of an acid blocking medication to heal the mucosa, which I'm not inalterably in, in opposed. But as long as it's short and as long as it's not like take it for the rest of your life. But so often it's prescribed to take for the rest of your life. Yeah, you know, it can be. You yeah. need this Nexium. You need this yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Pepsid. You need this uh, yeah. uh, Protonics or. Yeah or ass effects or something else, and it's not the way to go because we do indeed need our stomach acid to yep. not only digest, absorb our food, but, but to protect us but to, from foodborne illness So to the as issue, well. you know, people experiencing some kind of digestive problems uh, can take uh, betaine hydrochloride, which is yeah. a uh, acidic agent that helps with... Uh, like the hydrochloric acid in our stomach-ish. Right. But, you know, it sounds to me like that would be an irritant at this point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, Chris, she does need a workup, but thank you for this very thoughtful question. And I, what I didn't get was, is there a problem with complying with the avoidance of alcohol thing? Doesn't say. I don't know. Doesn't because say. if there is, yeah, then that's a separate problem. That's a separate problem, right? That because that could be the source of yeah. all of those woes. Yeah. Absolutely, all of those woes. So, <clears throat> oh, we've got we've got an email, Doctor Hoffman, from uh, from Israel, oh. from a rabbi. Oh, shalom, shalom. Yes, dear Doctor Hoffman, I hope this email finds you in good health. I'm writing on behalf of a desperate friend, mm -hmm. lives in Israel, suffers more it's a, pain. It's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah to to uh, which is a like a, a a blessing to help a friend. So thank Wonderful. you, Rabbi. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, he suffers more pains than anyone I've ever met. Sh hmm. Shoulders, neck, throughout the upper body. I've told him about Dr. Sarno. Okay. And he's open-minded, but he asks a fair question. His pain centers around swollen muscles and hard knots. Right. Well, is it, is we, it possible the mind is causing Yeah, so, so just to recap, you know, Dr. Sarno, and we did a recent podcast on Dr. Sarno's work. Uh, Dr. Sarno's deceased, but his work is being perpetuated. Uh, he was a big believer in the psychosomatic origins of pain, you know, many forms of pain, headaches, especially low back pain, neck pain, and that, uh, and I've seen it work in many of our patients. We send them to Dr. Sarno or to clinics that administer the Sarno method, and they, in effect, get deprogrammed from pain. Mm. 
-hmm. And there is this thing called uh, TMS, uh, which is tension myalgia syndrome, which is a tension that builds up because it's uh, it's like a stress response that is uh, basically entrained in your your muscular, your neuromuscular system. Yeah. Yeah. Like some people will have their stress hit their shoulders and their neck. They start to get more tense or more yeah. stiff. It, there's not, no coincidence that people say that person's a pain in the neck, you know. Huh? That, is that it, where that came it, from? It, it's like, yeah, the TMS. It's, you know, that person can give you pain. However, wow. there, there is not all pain is just psychosomatic. There's always a psychosomatic component to pain, but is it predominantly psychosomatic? Here, I mean, the doctors are baffled, can't figure out what's going yeah. on. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't know what kind of workup this person has had. Well, he says his friend has gone to top specialists, and the only thing that gives him relief is sticking needles into trigger points near the most aggravated centers Okay, every few months. That suggests that they need to break up the tension physically with some, you know, needle application. Hmm. And, you know, will the Sarno method work? I can't predict, but it wouldn't hurt. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's kind of like chicken soup. It wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt. Wow. I'm imagining massage isn't going to work. Yeah, you know, so he's already so, done and there, there's a, a trigger point. Uh, you know, President Kennedy had a lot of pain. He had a back injury you know, when he was on PT-109 in World War II, and he had excruciating pain. And, you know, it's amazing that he was able to continue a political career, and uh, he unfortunately had to take a lot of painkillers. But one of his favorite physicians was Janet Travell. Mm-hmm. And she, in the 1960s, popularized trigger point therapy, which was to insert needles, like acupuncture, but it's not traditional Chinese acupuncture, but to break up uh, and sometimes even inject lidocaine or some substance into the trigger points. Wow. And there's a map of trigger points. Trigger points are not random. There are actually nodes where uh, nerves and muscles seem to have a network and hitting those trigger points mm. can relieve pain locally, but it can also relieve pain in adjacent areas. Interesting. So uh, there is something to that. John F. Kennedy also had Addison's disease. He had Addison's disease, and he was play- one of the first. Uh, it, it was a newly recognized condition in the 50s. He, w- he was on uh, hydrocortisone, mm. and that was a new drug then. You mm. know, this is even uh, before the widespread use of prednisone. Yeah. But he was not, you know, it's interesting. What, I wonder what his health would have been like had he not been assassinated because he always seemed like, you know, his, his, there was that slogan with Viga, with mm. Viga, you know, like he was a vigorous <clears throat> young president after yes. sort of an old balding president, you know, Eisenhower. And it was like ushering in a new generation. And he was a young yeah. president, 40 yeah. something. And he had the, the aura of vigor, but he was very, uh, he had some real, compromising health conditions. Yes. I wonder what his health would have been long-term. I believe that it was surmised that he likely had celiac disease that may have preceded the Addison's because he always had stomach issues since being a child. Okay. And I think even in our integrative functional Hmm. community here that they people really thought like if they were gamblers, they would bet the bank yeah, yeah. that he likely had celiac. Well, celiac does is associated with many autoimmune conditions. Yeah. yeah. So, so Addison's disease is a lack of production of the normal uh, steroid hormones that the adrenals make. Yeah. And it can result in people feeling very debilitated. Usually, they uh, lose weight and they're they're a little bit uh, frail. 
and their skin darkens as yes. a consequence of that. And he always had a nice tan, but he was always on a sailboat sailing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, apparently his um, back problems did not uh, prevent him from ushering in uh, a no. stream of uh, women into the White House, which is, <laughs> yeah. I think has been well documented. And in those days, the Secret Service uh, kept mum and the press kept mum. Hmm. You know, there was a little bit of a conspiracy of silence about that. So hmm. uh, all the more uh, remarkable that he accomplished what he accomplished, mm-hmm. uh, both professionally and, uh, shall we say, socially, uh, <laughs> <laughs> with the degree of pain that he was experiencing. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, talk it, about dedication. It's almost like a, a mythic figure, you know, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, really something. Well, Rabbi, thank you. Okay, we wish your friends the best of luck, the best of health. Did we pause? We did not. Let's do a pause for one of our sponsors and allow them to share an important message with you. Here goes. As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce the Plus CBD Relief line of soft gels. Plus CBD Relief is the ideal way to help promote a healthy inflammatory response. Plus CBD Relief is doctor-formulated with recovery-supporting ingredients, including CBD, CBDA, and Levagen plus PEA. Relief soft gels help address minor everyday soreness, support joint function, and encourage recovery following strenuous activity. All Plus CBD products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. And with a 90-day satisfaction guarantee, you have nothing to lose. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's Relief Soft Gels. Thanks for listening and thanks for supporting our sponsors. They, of course, are what underwrite the production <coughs> costs of intelligent medicine and make it a free resource to you. Okay, we've got from, this is from Joseph. My daughter is considering giving her eight-year-old son growth hormones. Both her pediatrician and endocrinologist have suggested that she do so, as his his projected height as an adult is 5'4". Are there alternative approaches to getting... That's not terrible. It's not. But, you know, okay, so uh, growth hormone... uh, You know, I wish there were such a thing as... Many movie star men are about 5'5". Well, yeah, we're Five, many, seven. especially ones who are in Top Gun. Yes. And wh- whose names we will not. And, and others. Yeah. <laughs> and others. yeah. yeah. Uh, Dustin Hoffman's pretty short. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think Al Pacino's Al pretty, Pacino, pretty yes. short. Right? Well, many of them are like in the 5'5 five, five range. It's right. really something. Yeah. So, so are there alternative approaches to the use of growth hormones? Well, I wish there was such a thing as like miracle growth grow for kids. And it appears it does have something to do with diet, but not entirely. And mm-hmm. you know, part of it is calcium and vitamin D. And I think we see kind of a generational vitamin effect. D. Is that with each successive generation, uh, they're taller. So, for example, uh, <laughs> my uh, grandfather was 5'1", but he came from real deprivation. He probably didn't get enough wow. milk or sunshine. Yeah. Uh, and he had, he had rickets. He had bowed legs. Uh, okay. My father... Uh, was 5'9", and he was considered normal height, you know, 5'9". Now 5'9 is considered a little less. I'm 5'10 and a half, maybe, at yeah. best. Yeah. And so with each succeeding generation, we see, you know, progressively taller because yeah. of better nutrition. 
Um, my mother was about five two. My、mm. father was only about five seven.、Mm-hmm. I'm five six. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, so, there, so there's, there's a phenomenon of、mm-hmm. that happening with nutrition. Which nutrient precisely it is? I mean, I think zinc is essential for growth. I think vitamin D is essential for growth. Calcium may be essential for growth, but I don't think there's such a thing as a miracle、a. grow formula、yeah. for growth. Yeah.、Um, and、they、so nutrition. There, it's you know, it's one thing if he, if they project his height to be four eleven or five one, you know, that really can put you back socially. Yeah.、Uh, and it, and I don't think growth hormone is that risky for children. When used、uh, judiciously in, for a short a period of time,、window. yeah. And what you're going to get is, at best, maybe an inch or two. It's not、mm. dramatic. It's not like three, four, five inches. Yeah. So you know, maybe that's okay. Yeah.、Um, you know, what I object to is the use of growth hormone as an anti-aging drug because I think、uh, that, that it has side、dangerous. effects and、yeah. it may also potentiate the growth of cancer.、Mm-hmm. So I don't think. Adults. I mean, you you can take it and look really awesome, like、yeah. like bodybuilders,、uh, right? Or I, you know,、uh, Barry Bonds took it, you know, and hit seventy four home runs,、yeah. and so did、uh, you know Alex Rodriguez, A Rod,、uh, and those. You know, you you know that an adult is taking that because when they get bigger and stronger, but their hat size goes up.、Oh. Normally, adults skulls don't grow. Oh my! Past puberty. Oh, that's、yeah. not a good look. Either. Well, it, it, it's for some. They want to be big. They want to be really awesome looking. But big heads. Yeah.、Oh, okay, that might be something. So there really is no alternative, right? I mean, on on a different matter,、uh, we. If that patient walked in the office and asked me as a nutritionist to make the kid taller, I would、uh, I would say no charge.、Uh, thank you. I would have this、yeah. discussion and、I'd、say no、yeah. charge. I can't help. I can't help. Right,、yeah. right, 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 right. I mean, okay, here's here's a,、yeah. here's an instance.、Mm. Say the child comes in,、mm-hmm. and we do a little history, and it's like, how's the digestion? Oh, not so good. You know, he's very finicky, and you know,、ah. he's got tummy aches a lot. Oh, well, maybe the child has Crohn's disease or celiac, celiac disease. disease. Yeah,、mm-hmm. and that would explain. Yes, that would totally failure to thrive. What's going on? That, yeah, a failure to thrive. Absolutely. So that would be you、yeah. know, where a nutritionist could come in and make it. But presumably, those have been ruled out in this child's case. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Hopefully, if not, do rule that out. Yeah, Joseph, please do so. Hopefully, you're listening to this podcast.、Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you for that. Oh, and here's one I answered already on my own podcast because it was a very important question.、Yeah. My wife has had two bad attacks of kidney stones, and a year ago, X-rays showed another huge but painless one, and that is stuck. And it almost completely destroyed one of her kidneys.、Ooh. What do they call that? Like a staghorn? Staghorn, yeah. <gasps> oh, I can just it, imagine. It looks, that looks like, like a staghorn on the X-ray because it has like prongs, like yeah, like the the. It's holding on. Yeah, it's right. It's holding on. It's embedded within the kidney. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. So Robert says, I've learned online that oxalobacter formagenes is important in consuming oxalate. So I was very interested when I、mm-hmm. came upon. Layla's article: How can fostering good gut bacteria help reduce my kidney stones? So, how can I colonize my gut with ha- happy, uh, with, uh, with helpful bacteria? So, and I say in my article, I talk about different probiotics and things, and I conclude that it's fairly easy to reinoculate your gut to support O formagenes growth. 
You didn't, however, say how to do it, says <laughs> Robert. So I'm looking for old forma genes and supplements right. and yogurt and kefir, and I had not been able to find any. And I told Robert, and I want to mm-hmm. say again, mm-hmm. in case he's listening to this podcast and not mine for whatever reason, right. Right. that uh, that you want to take your standard probiotic, right. which contains all of your lactobacillus species, your bifido uh, bacteria, uh, bifidobacteria species. Could, could Dr. O'Hara's to, do it, maybe? Sure. Yeah. Dr. O'Hara's would it, be it's great. It's like a blend of different things. And that fosters the growth of the oxobacter okay. so indirectly in the gut. Right, indirectly. That's what, yeah. Yeah, so uh, actually, I think that there may be pl- uh, plans by some enterprising companies to uh, develop such a pill. Yeah. But it would have to, because that's... A, when you see the trick is when you prescribe something for a medical condition, yes, uh, you have to get FDA approval. So it has to go through another round of tests, and it has to be yeah. safety tested too, because we don't know what putting a bunch of that into a pill will do in potentially other effects. So it would have to be go through phase one, phase two, phase three testing, and then be validated as a treatment for stone. Uh, Proclivity, yeah, uh, to reduce the risk of uh, kidney stones. So it'd be great as a as a as a drug, yeah. kind of a living drug, you know, like a a biological uh, drug. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I bet you that there's some companies that are that are contemplating that because there's going to be kind of a revolution in in what are called functional probiotics. Maybe they'll come up with a functional probiotic for uh, ulcerative colitis or Crohn's disease. Maybe they'll come up with one that reduces the risk of urinary tract infections. Yeah. Maybe they'll come up with one that, uh, helps, uh, I don't know, Parkinson's disease or has a, you know, cognitive benefits because we know that there's a gut brain, but so far they haven't, uh, nailed it yet. Right. You know, right. Still the tip of the iceberg on the whole microbiome Mm -hmm. thing, which is just absolutely fascinating. So, Robert, the way to get oxalobacter forma genes to grow in your wife's GI tract is to take a probiotic supplement like Dr. O'Hara's or others that contain lactobacillus, acidophilus, and other species of lactobacilli, as well as the bifidobacterium species. A a standard uh, formulation for probiotic helps to propagate O-forma genes in the gut. So hopefully hopefully that clears up what I was trying to say to, in, in my article, Robert. So thank you very much for your thoughtful email. Yeah, it's in the experiment. I'm looking it up now. It's in the experimental phases. Mm-hmm. Like studies show oxalobacter forma genes may reduce the risk. Uh, I don't think there is such a, you know. Yeah, I've not seen such a uh, formulation. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's okay. not it's not available. So, for example, they did an, an analysis of probiotics. Uh, these supplements, blah blah blah, did not contain identifiable O forma genes or viable oxalate degrading organisms. Mm-hmm. So, but mm-hmm. you know, it by shaping the the microbiome uh, indirectly, yeah, it may create an environment that's more hospitable to promoting the growth of your natural oxalobacter forma genes. We're seeing more and more uh, kidney stones, and I'm wondering why. And especially the staghorn version, which is really something... Well, it could be, you know, the deteriorating quality of the diet. That, and, yes. And do you think 
the use of antibiotics and what it does yep, yep, to the microbiome yep, might have something to do. Yep. Maybe it's wiping out all that oxalobacter formagenes that we need to, you know. People are still going to the doctor and saying, I need a Z-Pack. I need this. I've got a bad cold. Well, that's a virus. You're not supposed to be taking an antibiotic for a cold virus. People have to stop insisting, and doctors need to stop relenting and writing out writing so many prescriptions. You know. prescriptions. Uh, you know, it's. I mean, here's a study that shows that it can be made. You know, that it, <clears throat> it is stable and it can be put into yogurt, oxalobacter, formagenes. But you know, I don't see any companies that are doing phase one, two studies on that. Right. Um, yeah. Well, we'll stay on top of it, and we'll see. We'll be the first to report on it if it's uh, if it's a thing. If it becomes a thing, you'll hear it first on Intelligent Medicine. Indeed. Yes. All right. Well, thank you very much for your interesting questions. That's all the time we have for today. And remember, uh, questions at drhoffman.net, destination for questions. Uh, enjoy your rest of the summer, what's left of it. And we'll be back with <laughs> more uh, soon. Thank you, Layla. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Dr. Hoffman. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly, along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.